Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And let's say we start out the week with a little bit of a lighter fare than we have been covering over this past week and into the weekend. Yes, in case you didn't see it from the channel on Saturday, we actually did an hour plus long deep dive into the preliminary injunction order that was finally issued in Epic versus Apple. So if you're interested in that, if you followed any part of that series, check that out. I know a number of you don't follow this on Saturday, so maybe you missed it. But outside of that, let's talk about video game marketing and let's talk about the issues that have been presented for the Xbox Series X, the most powerful console in the world. You've heard Microsoft refer to it as, and the absence of Master Chief. And this was all really brought up to me while I was looking through forum posts and was really reading things to start my day. And I saw this tweet from Nibble that had this picture on it. And he said, get ready for Series X, right? And it showed that the Series X boxes are what you would expect, this big kind of picture of the the box on an angle on the front. And then on the back is this Power Your Dreams, which we now recognize as Microsoft and Xbox's motto or slogan for the release of the Series X and really next generation in general. And of course, the Master Chief from Halo. And you see a little bit of reference here to Game Pass, and we'll talk about that as part of this video. But it really made me think because Halo Infinite is not coming out at the launch of this system. And we talked about the problems that that presents for Xbox, but this isn't the only place on the back of the box that Halo has presented itself really strongly, right? This is the trailer for the Xbox Series X S launch that was released, I guess, on Friday of last week. And you see the the predominance of the Halo imagery of Master Chief in this. And you get some other imagery in the video, and we'll talk about that as well. But for the most part, it's about Halo. It's about powering your dreams. And that has been how Xbox has been marketed really since the original generation Xbox. So there is kind of this notion that Halo is Microsoft, is Xbox. And I think that's fair. But that even in the lead up to the Series X, what you got was all of these articles on their blog, which if you haven't followed it, I highly recommend. Their news.xbox.com blog is regularly updated. And I think they've been doing a great job with their messaging but it's all been premised on Halo, right? My favorite bit of messaging that Xbox put out there this year is headlined by this image of the Master Chief. You are the future of gaming. And then if you scroll through this, you see every reference to every bullet point is about Halo Infinite. Your games will look and play best on Xbox Series X with a specific reference to Halo Infinite. You play new games day one with Xbox Game Pass. So when Halo Infinite launches, you and your friends can decide. You won't be forced into the next generation. That's why Xbox Game Studios titles we release in the next couple of years. Like Halo Infinite, apropos of nothing, right? You don't even need this dash like Halo Infinite unless you keep trying to pump Halo Infinite up. You can buy games once at no added cost. If you own a title that supports smart delivery, hey, there are other games listed here like Destiny 2 or Gears 5 and Halo Infinite. Then we have this smart delivery service for you. So Microsoft has been invested in Halo this whole time. And when we look at a tweet like this, when we look at a picture like this, it's clear that they haven't been able to adjust their strategy for advertising these boxes away from the fact that Halo Infinite is no longer a launch title. Now, why wasn't Halo Infinite a launch title? If you haven't been following Virtual Legality, or if you haven't been following 
everything that has come out from Microsoft this summer, it was because it didn't present very well. Here you've got Craig, the aptly named Brute. I'll get that right. I believe I called him a grunt the last time I talked about this, which I think might have been my sentence that raised the most ire in the uh, commentariat uh, to these videos. Uh, but he is a Brute. He didn't look great. Halo Infinite didn't look great. And there was a lot of problems with the showcase that Microsoft actually put out there. There were quotes that said basically, hey, we're in July, we're in pandemic, it's going to be fine by the holiday, you're seeing a work in progress game, which was never the case, but was indicative of a Microsoft that was caught floundering a little bit, that they had put all their eggs in this basket for Halo Infinite, and Halo Infinite just didn't present very well. You saw Microsoft change its messaging almost immediately to say, hey, you know what? It isn't about Halo Infinite. It isn't about 12 teraflops. It isn't about power. It's about Game Pass and games as a service and all this good stuff. Uh, but even proceeding from there, that wasn't enough to change really the dynamic of the conversation about Halo. So when August rolls around, and keep note, this is a tweet from Halo at August 11th, 2020. So we're now a couple of months removed from there. We're another month yet removed from the actual launch of the Series X. This is when Halo got delayed. And yet still, as we look at this, we see these pictures on the box. Now, there are a number of things that go along with this. And the reason I wanted to make this video is because I just really think it's interesting from a marketing perspective because we can put ourselves in the shoes of Microsoft. Right, Microsoft has this Halo Infinite game set up. They've got this first party launch title. This is what's going to sell the Series X and then it's gone. And then worse than that, as we've talked about in this space, I've pulled up an article from Forbes and Paul Tassi here. Halo Infinite now seems headed to the end of 2021, not the beginning. I don't know whether that is in fact the case, but they did add back Joe Staten as what he refers to himself as the project lead for the Infinite campaign. They also added a new project lead for the multiplayer side, it sounds like a real gone back to the foundation type effort on this Halo Infinite project. And so I tend to agree that it doesn't sound like it's sooner rather than later. Whether or not that's the beginning or end of 2021, I can't say. But it does mean that Halo Infinite is going to be gone for a long, long time. Now, it isn't unusual for boxes of this type to have games that aren't going to come out for at least a while right? If you remember the PlayStation 3 or maybe even the PlayStation 2, you had these boxes that had games that wouldn't be out for a while and that were just advertising what the PlayStation could be. And to some extent, that's what this is. But if I'm not me and I have a Series X on pre-order, I'm going to get one of these. I'm going to get a PlayStation 5. I love video games. I love these consoles. This isn't console warrior stuff. This is my inherent curiosity and thought process when looking at corporate messaging and marketing. And you do have to ask, why is this picture on the back if Halo Infinite isn't going to come out for a while? Is it the fact that the marketing was approved already when Halo Infinite got delayed? That seems unlikely. This is new packaging. The delay happened at the beginning of August. So what is the reasoning if you're Microsoft behind having this on the back of your package? One reason might be you don't have anything better to put on there. Right? This is a Eurogamer article that has tried to compile what's releasing at launch uh, with the Xbox Series X, and we see the games. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Fortnite, Gears Tactics, Observer, NBA 2K21, Tetris Effect, and Yakuza. Now, hey, I love Tetris Effect, one of my favorite games of a couple years ago, but I don't think that it sells Xbox Series Xs. And that's really the same for Yakuza. Maybe some NBA stuff could go on there. Maybe you'd have a montage or a collage uh, type imagery on the back of your box. But at the end of the day, the one thing that kind of does surprise me about this is 
Microsoft has pitched the Xbox Series X as the most powerful console, and I anticipate, I really do, that third-party games that aren't really programmed for whatever the PlayStation 5 is doing with its cooling systems and all these various things that are overclocked in order to compete with the Series X, I anticipate that those third-party games will probably run better on the Series X, and we will see. We'll have our Digital Foundry videos open. We'll, we'll see what happens come November, or at least when the preview units get out there. But with Assassin's Creed Valhalla being a big AAA title, it's going to make a lot of money. Ubisoft is going to make a lot of money with it. I might have anticipated having a big giant Viking with big giant axes, maybe a burning ship on the back of this box to suggest what the actual power of it is as of right now. And in fact, if you go back a few minutes in that trailer video before we got to the Master Chief, and this is very small, you actually see references to what I would say is Valhalla here, right? You've got the burning ships, you've got the Viking ships, and then he's taken up to go talk to the Master Chief. So it surprises me a little bit that this wasn't used more specifically in this space, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla might have been something that could have worked on the back of the box. But again, if you're Microsoft, maybe you think, well, Halo Infinite's going to come out sooner rather than later. We've used Halo in all of our marketing materials since the original generation Xbox. The point of Halo Infinite launching with the Series X was really to give people the feels from the original launch of the Xbox. You saw references in these various blog posts to that kind of concept, that for the first time since the original Xbox, our new box is going to be launching with a Halo. And they did it so often that the delay really did wind up feeling like a bit of a disaster. But maybe at the end of the day, Microsoft says, well, you know what, this is a short-term thing. Halo will be out after a little while. And while I personally think the boxes will have changed by then, that wait, we'll just keep Halo on the back of the box because that's what people think of when they think of Xbox. But this has overall been the Series X problem, right? I think Microsoft has a good product. I think in particular, Game Pass is an excellent product. And I think a lot of folks have talked about the fact that Game Pass is the real Microsoft product, right? Even going back to this weekend, when I talked about the fact that the judge in Epic versus Apple pointed out that Epic's theory of the case, that essentially if you run a walled garden, you're a monopolist and you have monopoly control over access to that walled garden, could impact places like Sony, in their PlayStation 5 and Microsoft in their Xbox products, I pointed out that Microsoft might not be in the business of selling walled gardens that much longer. They might be looking at this on a long-term strategic approach that they want to sell game passes to every box everywhere. And I think there is some truth to that, that they aren't as concerned about selling this box. They are concerned about selling game pass. And you see that referenced on the box, but then you have to ask yourself, okay, if you're selling game pass, why aren't you coming up with something that's a cornucopia that shows all the games that you can play? Yeah, that maybe doesn't pitch the Series X that well because you can play a lot of those games, if not all of those games, on the One X right now or maybe even the, the One S, but it gets your message across that this is a box that opens up that world of powering your dreams. You have all these games available. You can put a thousand different photos up there of the various different games. You could have that breadth. And frankly... If the question is that that doesn't sell a Series X that well, I would say that, you know, a game that doesn't exist, that isn't out and might not be out for some time, that doesn't sell the box that well either. It also avoids the problem of saying, well, where's the Series X Halo if you aren't following these things as closely as I am or as closely as you might be if you're in virtual legality at all? And you wind up saying, well, this is an interesting choice. And that's what I really wanted to talk to you about is how do you feel about this choice? What comments do you have on this? 
Are you okay with it? Because Halo and Master Chief and this helmet is just evocative of Xbox as a brand anyway, and so you totally understand it. Or do you think it's a bit of a misstep to actually put this on the back of the box for a game that we don't have any kind of reasonable release date for at this point? We have new project leads on both single player and multiplayer. It definitely didn't show off the power of the Series X. So what would you have done? If you were Microsoft, I want to leave you with that question because I did want to start out this week a little bit more lightly. Frankly, my voice is a little tired from multiple hour plus long videos last week. And I wanted to ask this question because I think as we move forward into the next generation, we're going to have talk about how these two companies are marketing their various boxes. I think Sony has made some good choices. I think Microsoft has made some good choices. I think both companies have made some choices that I wouldn't have personally made. And I'm certainly interested in what the subscribership, the viewership of this channel thinks is good, thinks is bad, and what they would do differently as well. So this has been Virtual Legality for today. Very light on law today. A lot on business, which we do talk about as well as law about pop culture, specifically video games, as well as TV and movies that we enjoy. If you like this, like, subscribe, share. This is an unusually short video for us, so if you like 10 or 15 minutes, I apologize in advance when you see some of the videos that come out of this channel or if you go back into the archive. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching and stopping in and checking it out here today. And if you caught it on a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.